Hey, Peter. Hey, Adam. Do you ever compare yourself to other pianists? Uh, you, uh yeah. Minute by minute by minute. <laughs> I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. What was that minute by minute by minute? Man, thing? I don't, I mean, you were like, do I ever compare? I mean, you know, we're so, comp- you know, we're, we're spontaneous. Yeah. And I'm just like, a little yeah, too. I do. I do compare myself every minute. And that song just came I, into my mind. I gotcha. You I familiar gotcha. with that one? Yeah. No. And Doobies. if you have to explain it, it makes it even funnier. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by the Oxford American. The Oxford American is an amazing literary resource. Um, for all things Southern culture, especially music. There's so much great music happening in this magazine. Um, you can go to OxfordAmerican.org slash YHI for some fantastic deals. Uh, we're talking about issues that feature people like Nina Simone, John Coltrane, Thelonious Monk, John Cage. Uh, again, that's OxfordAmerican.org slash YHI. That's 25 bucks for a year subscription. That's cheap. That's I cheap. I mean, think about all the things you pay. You know, that's for a year. Yep. Think about all the things you pay $9 a month for, $10 a month, $5, Netflix, I know. Um, Open Studio, whatever. Worth it. Okay, that's worth it, of course. No, no, all these things are worth it, but they come out to a whole lot more than $25. It's true. It's per true. year. Yeah, yeah. And this is straight for the year, so it's good. I'm sorry, I was a little bit distracted uh, in case you said anything. I, I'm actually cleaning out my email, speaking of... of Things totally unrelated. Oh, so you're like uh, you're multitasking. I'm here. multitasking right there. Not giving your full attention to our wonderful uh, listeners, perhaps. No, I am. Maybe I'm giving it, uh... but but I'm very excited because I got under two thousand emails now in my inbox unread. Wow. So I want to apologize for you anyone that two thousand. No, I have one thousand one hundred eighty-eight <laughs> right now. So. Well, today we have another speak pipe. We have uh, a Good. week. Well, we have half a week of speak pipes. I hope but it's please, a long speak pipe. <laughs> I think it is. It sounds like a kind of an emotional speak pipe. We'll, we'll see. Uh, so. If you want to send us a voicemail, please go to youllhearit.com. We're trying to get five for next week, so don't be shy. Five good ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so here's a, a, a voicemail from Theory. Okay, I'm at 1182 on red. We're going to see how, by the time this question is done, how far. Okay, okay focus. attention. Okay, my Pay bad. Attention. My focus. Bad. Come on. Okay. Hey, guys. Um, this is Theory from Sweden. Thank you for answering my Facebook message. Uh, after my uh, unfortunate frustration. Um, My question is, uh, um, could you talk a little bit about competition within jazz? Like, um, I find myself comparing uh, myself to other pianists um, within the community. Um, other pianists that I hear on YouTube. Um, and yeah, what are what are your thoughts on it? Thanks. It's a great question, Theory. Thanks for sharing. And, uh, you 11, know... 63. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, man. You got, this guy's <laughs> pouring his heart out to us here. We gotta, I listened. Yeah. I listened. You All right. Listen. I mean, you know... I can walk and chew gum. It's a tough one, this one. It's a tough one. Yeah. But I, I will say... Uh, first and foremost is to, and this was the advice that I got, and I, I've I've read this other places, but you know, the first thing I think about when these kind of thoughts start creeping up is just, just like be kind to yourself. Yes, you know, it's not worth spending the time comparing. That's easier said than done. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, I think that y- you know, to me, the more that I play music, play jazz music, involved with this wonderful art form, 
the less um, I think about it competitively. Um, and I'm actually a pretty competitive person by nature. Um, but there's something like, like the more you really get inside of the music, you realize that the collaborative nature of it is so strong, mm. you know, and there's such strength to come from that. Now, normally that comes to us on the same instrument later in life. Mm -hmm. uh, are we later in life yet? I, I'm definitely later in life. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. Um, but there's, uh, you know, as pianists, because we don't, it's not like you're coming up as a violinist or a saxophone player where you're, you're playing together and making music. Like once you can connect with somebody and make music with them, you're connected kind of for life, I think, like when you make that connection. And so it becomes hard to be competitive from the standpoint of comparing yourself to them because you realize what the power of what you can do together can be greater than just one plus one. Yeah. Um, so again, like you said, that's kind of easier said than done, but you just have to, you know, I think don't ever think of yourself as that important you know like yeah. the music is that important yep. and it's not that you should be like beat up on yourself i don't mean that i mean value yourself and but but value your place in the music as opposed to your place compared to somebody else because there's always going to be a better pianist than you always there's always i mean there's just no way around it now you can put our tatum has lived and died it's already happened that's right yeah. yeah but i mean it's like you know you can well even if it's funny, because even if you think of it, like I think about things that are inherently competitive, like athletics, like if mm -hmm. you're running a race, there's a competition. You're, you're, you don't have team. Well, they, they do often have teammates, actually. But let's just say it's no teammates or tennis. Like I know you like to play tennis a lot. Mm -hmm. You don't really have a teammate unless it's doubles. Right. Yep. So it's one against one. And there's going to be a winner. There's going to be a loser. But to me, there's like in that kind of competition, there's still like there's more of a respect for your competitor then and i think great athletic competitors show this like you respect your competitor because if you win you've learned something by by beating them like mm -hmm. you've elevated your thing to have to beat them if you lose to them you still respect them and thank them because like they've taught you what you need to learn like what you need to do to go to the next level yeah and and so i think that's why you see like the really greatest athletes in the world they show a lot of respect for their competitors for their adversaries and stuff so I think within music, it's different because we're not like the end result is not about having a certain number of points and it can't be quantified in that way. But if you think about other pianists in that way of like, what can you learn from them? Like, That's wow, exactly I respect right. this so much what they're playing, man. What how can I use some of that? Can I talk to them? Can I get something from them? How do we get more community oriented? With yeah, them? it just sounds from your tone theory that you say when you, you know, see these other pianists on YouTube or whatever, that you're that they're better than where you think you are. Yeah. And therefore, it's kind of making you feel competitive or feel like like down less, on yourself down on yourself yeah yeah. yeah yeah but you should think of this as an opportunity for you if you like what they're doing this is an opportunity to learn yeah to get there to understand that that you don't have to be you know the greatest piano who ever lived right now yeah like the the confidence it takes to actually be comfortable and to just play for your art art's sake you know what yeah. i mean that's where you reach that level and it's so funny because once you kind of get there, everything starts falling into place for you. You know exactly. what I mean? It's 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 like a self fulfilling prophecy. And I think that yeah, I mean, it will happen in your life if you stick around long enough doing this. Yeah. And I'm just it's so funny. I just thought about this applicable. We're gonna go see Brad Meldow, the great Brad Meldow, a few meters. Yeah. Very international of me. I don't yeah, I don't deal with feet and pounds and all that. It's yeah. meters. Yeah, yeah. A few meters from here this evening, 
which I'm really excited about. And I totally forgot until this question. Like, I was super competitive with Brad Melda back in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Because, like, we're the same age. Yeah. We played in some of the same bands. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he was the cat coming up. And, like, a lot of us sort of compared ourselves against it. And, you know, there was times when I was, like man, how is he getting this break or whatever, and I'm not. Although I never felt that too much because I always knew. I was like, damn, I'm getting a lot of breaks myself. Let me be cool. There's <laughs> <laughs> like some other pianists. <laughs> like... <laughs> but, I mean, I, I do remember, like, there there was I, – I was I was lucky because I had some good advice and I was humble enough at least to, like, shut up mostly. But I definitely had those thoughts. I mean, you have we that. We all have that. them. Yeah. yeah, we all have them. But then, like, had I realized now, well, like, it's so funny. I don't even think about it as in a competitive way. I'm excited to hear him because I love his playing. And I know I'm going to learn something, and I love seeing him and hanging with him. Yeah. And that's always fun, whereas before it would have been a little bit of an edge. And I remember, like, when I came into Joshua Redman's band right after Brad Melda, I was really like, oh, I'm going to do my own thing. But I was influenced by him because I was, like, listening to those records, totally. learning the music, and I was a little bit resentful, like, oh, I got to hear. But then I remember at a certain point I was like, well, damn, he sounds good. Like, this is great that I'm learning the music from a pianist that maybe is different than how I'm going to play it, but it's killing it. I yeah. mean, could you imagine having to learn it off somebody that wasn't sounding good? It would not yeah. be great, yeah. It's, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because it takes... It takes a samurai a, sword. Yeah. Well, it takes a bit of a chip on your shoulder, you know, to be to want the best for yourself, to yeah. have high standards artistically and professionally. But then also you have to have just the confidence to not... To not let that chip get the best of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? To really, and I, I don't know another way to say it, but to really just kind of like let itself play out and to be confident with yourself. The confidence yeah. is key. If I could say to you, Theory, to work on anything, it's just like work on being confident in your art. And yes. Realizing that you're you're a musician and this is what you do. You have something to say. You have something you have to something say. To and say. people want to hear what you have to say. So don't try to sound like anybody else no you know that you know absorb what you love that's and that's it yeah that's it and yeah people are going to want to hear what you have to say and you're going to be confident in in telling your story um but that's not going to happen as soon as you hear this podcast just because we said so 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 you're going to enter into what we like to call uh fake it till you make it phase where the confidence it's not a false confidence but it's so you're working on it you're like what you have to do is you have to lower your not expectations but your requirements of yourself when you perform or play an audition Mm -hmm. when you're publicly facing so you're going to lower that not down below your level but to exactly wherein you're going to play the best of your to your ability in that situation every time so you're going to prepare as much as you can but once you get to it you're going to let yourself be like you know what whatever i'm going to do is going to be fine and that's going to be good enough. And, you know, if you're the world's greatest pianist, that'll damn well be good enough. But but if you're just as good as theory can be at that time, that's going to actually be plenty. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And it's not going to be what you're going to be in 10 years or 20 yeah. years. But that's okay. But theory, in those situations, you have to let the music come to you. You can't force the issue on the that's stage. Right. You can't right. try to, like white knuckle and and come down and be like i'm gonna play like brad meldow or whatever and and you have to be you you have to let it come to you i'm gonna uh, drop this name on the floor but i played uh excitingly i played with ron miles last weekend and you talk about just like someone who's quietly confident right. in what they're playing. And he was playing, and, he, and I mean, that spirit th- just spread throughout the whole oh, band. Oh, it's infectious. It's, it really is. And everybody. It's like a fungal bacteria. You could tell everybody was playing in such an honest way because of his whole vibe. It was, right. it was amazing. Or a bacterial fungus. Okay. Sure. Well, 
anyway um yeah well we hope that helps and the other thing is remember like when in this could happen at any time in your career but it generally happens late less the older you get um there's this intersection of um you know competition and music that's a little bit it's always unnatural because it's music not. is not competitive by its yeah. nature but what happens is when you're having to do i don't know you just had a tough audition and when you're either trying to get into music school or trying to get into an orchestra or auditioning for a thing like you're stacked up against others and there's no good way to do that i had to go through for a, a program at the kennedy center recently and listen to a bunch of recordings um audio and video to accept a certain number of students on on different instruments uh into this this program betty carter's jazz ahead program and i hated like having to compare and rank and give them a number because i don't i don't look at music and i could hear in everybody from the so-called best most accomplished experienced player to the least like something and um so a lot of that is just kind of false and it's just a stage you kind of have to go through we all went through it and it's not perfect and nobody even when brad meldow went through it he wasn't always satisfied with the results i'm sure so keep plugging ahead keep connected with the music listen number one don't you think too but the the ability to develop that confidence in you and this is my statement that's almost paramount to any theory or technical achievements on the on the keyboard you know what i mean like yeah when you because you mentioned these young players like when you hear young players when you hear someone who has that yeah quiet confidence that assuredness of them and yeah. they're putting themselves out there even if they don't know everything oh it's so refreshing because like, it's rare i want to give you a shot because i know you have commanded my attention on that's this. right yeah. and usually it's a confidence in in them doing i mean look this is a very mature thing that's why we don't see it a lot and why it's so refreshing when we do see it with a young player but it's a confidence in one's own skin just like you don't normally see a teenager that's like i'm confident i mean you see some cocky teenagers that are like oh i but they're actually very uncomfortable like they're exuding a lack of confidence they're trying to put up a you know a smoke signal or a, a shield or something um, but I think that musically, the more you can be like, this is my story mm-hmm. and this is who I am and I'm not trying to do something else. That's that's a compelling sound for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can practice that off the bandstand too. just just put your any kind of filter of trying to impress or what, you know, whatever with other musicians. Right. Take that off and see yeah. if you can if you can be. When, if you can win the honesty competition with yourself. You That's know, right, 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 right. So. Hey, can kind of same kind of theory can kind of work with the ladies too. We've we've traded some stories on this same kind, musically speaking, of course. Like playing things that mus- musically, you look so uncomfortable there. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. Well, this is where I'm going. Okay, See? go ahead, go ahead. You look uncomfortable, as am I uncomfortable, because next week, can we announce this? I mean, it's not I mean, for we sure. Know. We're speaking of the ladies. Speaking of the ladies. Our ladies. Our ladies might be coming in to do a little special uh, special episode. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Okay, spouses. We're still working it out. Spouses. We're still negotiating. <laughs> They're really tough negotiating. That was, that's the biggest part. We yeah. might have some, a spousal edition of the You'll Hear podcast. That's going to be fun. We don't know what it's going to be called. But it'll be, yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. Coming soon at you. That's right. Don't forget to check out the Oxford American. That's oxfordamerican.org slash YHI for some fantastic deals on yearly subscriptions. 25 bucks for the year. Can't beat it. Go to oxfordamerican.org slash YHI. Yes. And uh, do we have any other housekeeping we need to do? You know, send us a speak pipe. This is our last one for the week. Uh, Thank you, Theory, for that uh, very personal question. Oh, we still have our number one uh, thing, and I've got some. So we'll do that in a second. Let me know when it's time to drop Oh, yeah, our our ultimate tip. Ultimate tip for Theory. Okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, so we covered Oxford American, speak pipe. Yeah. Uh, Leave us a rating and review. Give us a rating and review. Seven stars only, please, even though it is impossible. Yeah, we're greedy. uh, Okay, so what's our... confident. What's our ultimate tip? 
Well, I think that uh, this thing of developing confidence in your playing, you really can practice this on and off the bandstand. Mm. And, and it's a mindset, I think. And it's one of those rare things that we can bring. Well, I shouldn't say rare things, but one of those things that we can bring kind of like, you know, you can work on rhythm and, and different things away from your instrument and away from a performance or audition situations. So think about, you know, and I would just say in terms of confidence that you want to bring to your musicianship, think about, you know, holistically involving yourself in your art form, like, like not making a barrier between that. So you're going to make a commitment to being yourself. If that's quirky or nerdy or cool or whatever it is, like the coolest people I know are, are all different. But they're true to themselves. You know what I mean? And it doesn't mean that they can't, like, get along with lots of different people and, like, talk different at different times. That's fine. But they're always themselves. Yeah, they're not afraid to be themselves. They're not. You know, warts and all. You know, we make fun of the ultimate tip. And sometimes we joke around about it. Not today, my friend. But you have nailed it. Because that is by far, I think, of anything about being a musician or an artist or whatever, that is the most important thing. Great. Well. You'll hear it. 